Social media influencers lose it on Instagram. Tucker Carlson exposes the racist police myth and why do all lives matter? We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to the Joey Saladino Show. I'm your host, Joey Saladino, where we go through everything in the news today and more. Now let's get into this. There's been this amazing video by Tucker Carlson. I just want to share it with you guys because he lays everything out perfectly. Listen to this. End quote. In the words of Ben Crump, who's the lawyer representing George Floyd's family in Minneapolis, what we're witnessing here in America is, quote, genocide. Genocide. If you believed we were seeing genocide, then you might understand the riots now in progress. There's nothing worse than genocide. But is it happening? Is any of this true? We should find out. Facts matter. What exactly are the numbers? We found the numbers, and we're going to go through them with you in some detail tonight because it's worth it. Since 2015, the Washington Post has maintained a comprehensive database of fatal police shootings in this country. Last year, the Post logged a total of 1,004 killings. Of the 802 shootings in which the race of the police officer and the suspect was noted, 371 of those killed were white, 236 were black. The vast majority of those killed were not, in fact, unarmed. The vast majority were armed and African-American suspects were significantly more likely to have a deadly weapon than white suspects. Yet more white suspects were killed. Overall, there were a total of precisely 10 cases in the United States last year, according to the Washington Post, in which unarmed African-Americans were fatally shot by the police. There were nine men and one woman. Now, as we said, a lot is at stake. The country is at stake. So we want to take the time now to go through these case by case into the specifics. The first was a man called Chinara Feep. He was killed by a Knoxville police officer called Dylan Williams. According to Williams, Feep attacked him, choked him, and then used a taser on him, the suspect on the police officer, before the officer shot him. Five eyewitnesses corroborated the officer's claim, and the officer was not charged. The second case concerns a man called Marcus McVeigh. He was, by any description, a career criminal from St. Angelo, Texas. He'd been convicted of aggravated assault, assault on a public servant, and organized criminal activity. At the time he was killed, he was wanted on drug dealing charges. A Texas state trooper pulled him over. McVeigh fled in his car, then he fled on foot into the woods. There he fought with a trooper and was shot and killed. The officer was not charged in that case. Marzua Scott assaulted a shop employee. When a female police officer arrived and ordered the suspect toward her car, he instead charged her and knocked her to the ground. At that point, she shot and killed him. The entire incident was caught on body camera. The officer was not charged. Ryan Twyman was being approached by two L.A. County deputies when he backed into one of them with his vehicle. The deputy was caught in the car door. He and his partner opened fire. The deputies were not charged in that case. Melvin Watkins of East Baton Rouge, Louisiana, was shot by a deputy after he allegedly drove his car toward the deputy at high speed. The deputy was not charged. Isaiah Lewis, meanwhile, wasn't just unarmed. He was completely naked. Williams broke into a house and then attacked a police officer. The police tased Williams, but he kept coming at them and attacking. The officer shot him. They were not charged. Atiana Johnson, Jefferson, was shot by a Fort Worth deputy called Aaron Dean. A neighbor had called a non-emergency number after seeing Johnson's door open, thinking something might be wrong. Police arrived. Johnson saw them approach from a window and was holding a gun at the time. According to body camera footage, the officer shot Johnson within seconds. Jefferson, that officer, has been charged with homicide. Christopher Whitfield was shot and killed in a place called Ethel, Louisiana. He had robbed a gas station. Deputy Glenn Sims said his gun discharged accidentally while grappling with Whitfields. 
Sims, who is black himself, was not charged in that killing. Kevin Mason was shot by police during a multi-hour standoff. While Mason turned out not to have a gun, Mason claimed to have a gun, claimed to be armed, and vowed to kill police with it. They believed him. Mason had been in a shootout with police years before. And finally, the tenth case concerns Gregory Griffin. He was shot during a car chase. An officer called Giovanni Crespo claimed he saw someone pointing a gun at him. Later, a gun was in fact found inside the vehicle, and yet Officer Crespo was charged anyway with aggravated manslaughter. Those are the facts. That is the entire list from 2019, last year. Ten deaths. In five deaths, an officer was attacked just before the shooting occurred. That is not disputed. One allegedly was an accident. That leaves a total of four deaths during a pursuit or in a standoff. So out of four, in two of those cases, in fully half, the officer was criminally charged. Is it possible that more of these officers should have been charged? Of course it's possible. Justice is not always served, that's for sure. But either way, this is a very small number in a country of 325 million people. This is not genocide. It's not even close to genocide. It is laughable to suggest it is. In fact, the number of police killings is dropping. In 2015, during Barack Obama's presidency, 38 unarmed black Americans and 32 whites were slain by police. Overall totals have fallen since then, and they have fallen far dr more dramatically for African American men. Last year was the safest year for unarmed suspects since the Washington Post began tracking police shootings. It was the safest year for both white and black suspects. At the same time, this country remains a dangerous place for police officers. 48 of them were murdered in 2019, according to FBI data. That's more than the number of unarmed suspects killed of all races. One final number for you, because it matters. In 2018, 7,407 African Americans were murdered in the United States. If 2019 continues on a similar trajectory, and we hope it doesn't, but if it does, that would mean that for every unarmed African-American shot to death in the United States by police, more than 700 were murdered by someone else, usually by someone they know. Again, those are the facts. They are not in dispute. Are African-Americans being hunted, as Joy Reid recklessly claimed on MSNBC recently? Or is something else happening? Is our nation being ripped apart by a total and complete lie, a provable lie, a lie used by cynical media manipulators and unscrupulous politicians who understand that racial strife, race hatred, is their path to power, even if it destroys the country? You have the facts now, and you can decide what's really going on. Heather McDonald is the author of the book, The War on... So I just wanted to share that clip with you guys because Tucker explains things the exact way how I would have explained it. And I didn't want to sound like I was copying him word for word. So I just prefer to just drop the video for you guys to watch. He explains it so perfectly and so eloquently with all the facts. I want to know what you guys think. This guy is exposing the violent riot protests. Listen. There are people down here who are encouraging 14-year-old kids... These babies are 14 years old, man, and they're encouraging them to throw bottles at these cops. And I will give a f how mad or angry you are with what is happening with the police. But these 15-year-old kids have nothing to do with this, man. And these these cops, black cops, 
white cops or whatever like that. They did not do anything. What type of success are you going to have with attacking these people that have nothing to do with them? They just threw a brick at the cops. It's wrong. I'm telling you, it's wrong. If any African-American is encouraging these 14 and 15 year old kids to be out here, they're wrong. That's wrong. These these cops didn't do anything to George Floyd. This is wrong. I don't get how you see it. It's wrong. They're I'm, I'm absolutely loving this. I love this clip because I'm seeing more and more of these pop up. Whereas there are people with a brain from these Black Lives Matter movements who are saying, what we're doing is wrong. We cannot keep on doing this. Why are we attacking cops? Why are we starting a race riot? Why are we starting a war with the police? Why are we making the youth get involved? It is just setting up everybody for failure. My belief is, is that the deep state wants the racist. It's a racist deep state that wants to keep minorities low. How do you do that? By making them start a war. By making them riot. By making them live up to stereotypes that have been plaguing them for generations. That's how you keep them low. That's the true racism. The people dropping off the bricks. The people enforcing the youth to start rioting and protesting and commit crimes and break the law. That is what is going to keep the community back. The deep state that's in, that is controlling that and any Democrat that is enforcing it. This is something that I would say probably the KKK would approve. They would approve of 14 and 15 year olds fighting with cops. Why? Because it sets those kids up for failure. It makes those kids get arrested and have a terrible track record. It makes those kids even more prone to violence when they get older. It sets up them. It sets them up for failure. And that's the truth. That's why I support justice for Floyd. I support justice for any type of murder that is unnecessary or unjustified. I support the ending of racism. And yes, I do wear a MAGA hat. I know a lot of people have a problem with that. They can't understand that I'm anti-racism and I have a MAGA hat on. That's too much for them to comprehend. The reason why we say all lives matter, us Republicans, instead of saying black lives matter, is because the first step in ending racism is for us not to see race and to act as one. If we say black lives matter, we're segregating ourselves into groups. If we say all lives matter, we're all under the same umbrella, under the same term, under the same race, under just human race, human lives, all lives matter. I do understand the movement. Yeah, but we're not talking about those lives. We're talking about black lives. That's not the point. You, you, you want to end racism. You want equality. And we can do so by all going under the same banner. You guys say it all the time at your rallies. One race, the human race, black lives matter. Well, the, it, the most contradicting statements. I agree with you. Black lives do matter. I agree with you. We all one race. We're all the same thing underneath this skin tone. We're all the same. So why don't we take the first step in ending racism by not seeing each other by race? It is all lives matter. Plain and simple. Yellow lives, white lives, black lives, purple lives. I don't know if there's any purple people out there. But if there's a purple people eater out there, guess what? His life matters too, unless he's actually eating people. Then, then we have a problem. But, but it's all lives matter. Don't get it twisted. I hope everybody agrees with that statement. This is the problem. We need to come together. We need to unite for, for once. And the, the two uni unifying factors that it could be, 
to bring us all together is one, all lives matter, and two, the American flag. We need some uniting factors. We need something that we could all come together and unite under. And guess what? The number one thing is the American flag, America. That is something we all need to come together and unite against. Uh, not against, unite for, to unite against racism. But the problem is the left wants to make out America and the history of America to be racist. That's why they kneel for the flag. That's why they show disrespect. But the founding of America is one that's built on constantly changing and one that's constantly bettering ourselves. The Constitution was literally made in, in a way to allow us to constantly better ourselves, to allow for future prosperity. So when you disrespect the flag, when you disrespect America, and you say America was founded on racism, America was never for us, referring to black people, you're actually just dead wrong. America was made for everybody and for freedom. At the time, that idea was way ahead of its time. But our founding fathers knew that. And they knew one day there will be no more slavery. They knew one day there will be equality. People from all around the world of all different races, all different religions and backgrounds, from everywhere, came to America. America was literally a melting pot of the rest of the world. That's what makes America so special, is that it is literally, there, there's no such thing as being in a, there, there's no such thing as the American race. There's no thing, such thing as, oh, I'm United Statesian or whatever. You can be British, you can be South African, you can be Mexican, but to be an American, you just need to have a citizenship and you need to respect the country. You need to have some form of patriotism. Now you're American. Being an American is not about your skin tone. It's not about your blood. It's about patriotism, freedom, living together and prosperity. That's what being American is. We're a different country than the rest of the world. We're a different nation. We're founded differently. We're a new country that's just literally... Everybody, all different walks of life, different religions from around the world came to. You can just, you move over to America, you're now an American. I can't move to Britain and become, become British. It's not how it works. I'm a, if I can move to Italy, I think I could become Italian because I have Italian blood in me. But when it comes to being American, that's a whole other story. Destroying these buildings is the least of your worries. So, real quick, King Badge is going on basically saying that, oh, the basically, don't worry about the rioting. The rioting is the least of your problems when black people are being murdered. Listen, King Batch, you deleted my comment on Instagram where I said, dude, uh, people are literally dying at these riots, black and white. It is, it is, yes, so you know what? Those riots uh, are becoming worse than the, the murders, the unjustified murders in the black community. Why? Because it's leading to more unjustified murders. It's leading to more death and destruction. That's why we need the rioting to stop. Okay? Also, I just want to say this. I am heavily involved in the influencer community, and in doing this video, I am going to be destroying <laughs> lots of business relationships. So that's why I have a Patreon. So this way I can speak out against this stuff. If you guys want to contribute, patreon.com slash Joey Salads. I'm literally destroying my reputation in the influencer community and a lot of business relationships to spread the truth. Innocent black man should never be killed by a cop. He's saying an innocent black man should never be killed by a cop. Okay, guess what, King Batch? I agree with you. 100% I agree with you.
They say, Patrick, you shouldn't speak up, man. You might lose some of your brand deals. So real quick, King Batch is saying that his friends are telling him not to make these videos because he might lose some brand deals. My counterpoint to that will be, Batch, when I first saw this video on IGTV, you actually had an IGTV ad play before this video. Yes, that is right. Facebook, it appears that Instagram gave King Batch exclusive access to the new Instagram IGTV monetization features. He's literally making money directly off of this video that I'm showing you up on screen. Also, I doubt that you're losing any brand deals considering the fact that all of Hollywood, all of the mainstream media, and all of these top companies are all heavily left the heavily left wing and they're supporting the black lives matter movement if you were to lose brand deals from what you're saying right now they will experience massive backlash and they know that so i doubt that you're losing brand deals i mean you're a multi-millionaire you're more successful than me you're more successful than most people so i don't know really much what you're risking here my people have been dying of injustice for centuries i don't give a damn how a brand feels Lots of emotion. Not that having a lot of emotion is bad. I think that's very good, and it shows a lot of passion on a topic. Comments talking about all lives matter. Yeah, that's because whenever you hear the word shoot, it's always followed by a ladder. COVID-19 is what they told us to fear. 19 years is what a Minnesota cop called a career. Yeah, that's how many years he was on the force before he killed George Floyd with no remorse. Put his knee on his neck without a worry or care while big man Floyd was gasping for air. These cops go through life with care and ease while one of my brothers pleads, I can't breathe. Hold on really quickly. His chest is red. His chest was red before he slapped it, so I believe he did multiple takes on this one. You dance savage on TikTok. But I've been looking at your post. You've been silent, so kick rocks. Also, another thing, King Batch was enforcing that white people join in on these protests while simultaneously enforcing that um, these protests can no longer be peaceful. So um, it appears to me that King Batch does support, uh, I guess, the more aggressive rioting aspect. Um, I'm not going to... you know, speak for him. It just appears to be that way for, to, that I'm seeing. And then also he'll get mad on his Instagram um, when a white person gets caught vandalizing something because then that blames the black people. But um, the way it seems to me is that he actually was encouraging white people to go out and join these riot protests while simultaneously saying, no, that's bad. It was a little bit confusing to me. You want people to think that you're active and woke? Put your money where your mouth is. Go out and vote. Tired of living life on a hope and a prayer. You want to make real change? Vote a good mayor. So he's saying vote a good mayor. I don't know if he's talking about the mayor of Los Angeles or the mayor of Minneapolis. I do agree. Vote for a good mayor. I 100% agree. And uh, the the in question, the police department's in question right now when it comes to this police brutality are Democrat mayors. So yes, vote vote Republican. These innocent names 
have been turned into hashtags and the deaths we could avoid. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Rest in peace, George Floyd. So I'm going to I want to compare this video to another video done by David Harris Jr. of Emotions. And I think it's pretty much two ends of the same coin. Uh, listen, uh, King Batch is probably watching this because probably one of the black creators, Black Lives Matter creators, uh, probably sent it to him. So I need to have a message, a word with those creators that are sending it to him and King Batch. Listen, yes, I wear a MAGA hat. Yes, I support Trump and I'm a Republican. That does not make me racist. Yes, I might have a shady past, but that's the past. I support justice for Floyd, I support ending racism, and I support equality. What I don't support is the riots and the destruction caused by the riots. We get it. We get you're frustrated. We get you want to have your voice heard. I understand it. I get it. But that's not the way to do things. This is literally a situation where me as a Trump supporter feel passionate about justice for Floyd. Maybe not as much as you because it hits home. But I do feel a passion for it. I know a ton of other Trump supporters and MAGA people feel the same exact way. And I know you're probably going to say, oh, well, you support a racist. You support a racist. Trump. So you can't be for justice. Listen, the media has been keeping us divided for the last five years. They do not want us to agree on any topic. You guys acknowledge this. You guys say it all the time. The media is keeping us divided. What is one way that they're keeping us divided? They did it by framing Trump as a massive racist. They're doing it by adding different contexts to his words, by adding different contexts to his bills to make it seem like he's a right racist. This way, when situations like this happen, when situations like this happen where we could all unite for the justice, where there should have been red hats marching at those protests. I didn't wear my red hat. I was marching at the protests too. I went probably like three or three or four out of the days. I, I was there. But obviously I couldn't wear this hat. I would get the, the crap beat out of me. But I was there in support. Because I do, I do support the justice. I just do not support the rioting and the total anarchy. It sets a bad example. It sets a bad example for the youth. It sets a bad example for the community. And you know what? It's actually going to make people more racist. Because it's going to make people see, oh, wow, look, these people are living up to the stereotypes <clears throat> that I believed. It's, gonna, it's doing more damage. And that's why I can't get behind the violence of the movement. But I can get behind the justice. <clears throat> so this is a video by David Harris Jr. Um, let's, let's listen to it. Friends, I am seeing something that is completely disturbing. Wait, real quick. Uh, David Harris Jr. goes into talking about um, how the white guilt of the situation. And another one I've noticed is that... It, it, it frustrates me because I'm in the influencer community heavily as a prankster, as an entertainer, as a big influencer. And it, and it irks me to see everybody on the white guilt bandwagon. And David Harris Jr., he goes through um, very properly why we, we shouldn't be on the white guilt bandwagon. To me. And when I say to me, I mean as an American first. Then I mean as a member of the black community, I'm seeing people, white people, that are getting down on their knees 
and asking for forgiveness for nothing that they ever did wrong. It is disgusting. Now, I understand so many people out there in the white community, you want to say, I'm not a racist. You feel this guilt. You feel guilty over the color of your skin. And you feel guilty because the mainstream media and black folks want you to believe that oppression is your fault, that racism is your fault, that all the injustices that black folks have ever gone through is your fault. Well, they are wrong. They are dead wrong. You don't have to feel guilty for anything. If you're a good person, if you're somebody that treats people with respect, with dignity, you care about your family, you care about others, you may not even see color. All of this is just totally foreign for you. So many messages I'm getting from people that say it's foreign. I'm, I'm not a racist. I've never looked at people like that. That is the majority of America, friends. Yet we've got a mainstream media that is hell-bent on creating racial division in this country, and it's disgusting. It disgusts me, and it's sad that so many good people out there feel the need to say, I'm not a racist, and I'm sorry for my ancestors, and you are actually getting down on your knees in front of black folks. Friends, those black people are racist. I'm just going to say it like it is. They are the real racist. And you don't kowtow to racists of any color. You don't go along with anything they say. You don't agree with anything they say. You should just high step yourself away from anybody of any color that says you need to do this to me because of the color of your skin. You better just walk away. Feel confident to walk away. Keep your head up high. Keep your shoulders back. And you understand that you are doing the right thing. It is disgusting to me. That in this country, the greatest country in the history of the world, with the most opportunities given to all people, including the black community, that there are black individuals out there that feel so bitter inside for them for their own issues. People got issues. Maybe they dealt with one person that was racist. Maybe they dealt with a couple instances. Maybe they dealt with a racist cop. That doesn't mean all people are racist. That doesn't mean all people owe you an apology. That doesn't mean all people need to be uh, on their knees begging for forgiveness. If you're somebody out there that thinks that you have the right to demand somebody get on their knees and ask you for forgiveness, you disgust me. You got some real issues. And it's not with any person on this planet. It's with yourself. You hate yourself so much that in order to make yourself feel better, you got to make somebody else try to make, uh, try to applaud you. That's what's really going on, no matter what color. But right now I'm talking to all the black folks that think it's their duty to make white people feel beneath them. That is racist. That's the definition of racism. You're being racist. And you need to knock it off. And to the white community or anybody that's felt guilt, on behalf of the black community, forgive us. I didn't do it, but I'm going to take the blame. Forgive us, for we don't know what the heck we're doing. Don't paint us all as these high-minded, pompous asses that feel like everybody owes us an apology. Don't paint us all bad. Because we're not. But on behalf of the black community, please forgive us and keep on going about your business. Live your life to the best that you can. 
as we all should every single day. And together, we will unite under one umbrella of love and love for each other and love for America. And we will together make this country greater than it's ever been. And all the rest of the people that that have issues with race, they can just they can just fluff off to the side, but don't give them any attention. David J. Harris Jr. here. If you like my messages, please share this and subscribe to my podcast. I know you'll love it. The David J. Harris Jr. Show. There you go. He shouted himself out. Uh, so that's why I, I don't have to do it. But that was a very inspirational, powerful message by David Harris Jr. I, I saw that video. And honestly, when I first saw that, I was like, this this is, this is just a, the, one of the most powerful videos I've seen recently. And it's it's very it's very it's actually honestly very sad, and I'm noticing some things recently that I I can't even properly explain in my own words. That's why this this episode has been pretty much just me playing other people's clips because I I can't even properly explain what is going on anymore. But yeah, I mean. I'm 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 honestly just lost for words, so I'm just gonna leave you guys with that. Thanks for watching. If you support my show and want to help support me financially, the left has been actively trying to destroy my life financially. So if you can please join my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Joey Salas. A link should be in the description. If you could become a Patreon and contribute any amount, that will go a long way to help me out. Thank you so much.